There he is. The future. The future's hard. You know that? Is it? The future's hard. It's uh, it, it's hard. This technology sometimes it um, so makes you want. You know, you my favorite to, thing um, with this whole new whatever oh, you kind of. is when mm. we are doing this, and then all of a sudden, your computer decides to, hey, I'm gonna do a random update. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. You know what kills me oh. is when I'm when I have a, a a big guest on that I'm excited for. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like Windows restarting, and I'm like, really? And install it, install at three percent, four percent. I'm ne- like, come on. It it never fails. It never fails. The moment you need your computer, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, hold up. It's almost like getting kids ready for school in the morning. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, we got to be out the door at seven fifteen, and then all of a sudden it's like. I haven't brushed my oh, teeth I and I only have one sock on. <laughs> What's for you know, and you're like, Dad, <laughs> Golden Girls. I'm calling it Golden Girls. Nope. Come on. Ooh, this one's harder. Okay, this is going to be a tough one. The wooden door one. is what's getting me. Yeah, that is kind of. It's not the Jeffersons. That's too no. No. The fireplace, though. The fireplace is. I don't know. I mean, for I don't know, man. Jason. I expect you to get it. I don't expect Justin to get it. It's because I'm so young and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. You know what? This is this shows you how little I pay attention to the background, and I'm always. Jay, I'm going to give you a little hint, right? It was probably the girl on this show was probably one of your first childhood crushes. No, knowing your age, who was that girl in the silent pictures back in the day? Hi, <laughs> mm. you know what? I'm, it's it's not ringing a bell. It's not like three company, it, is it? No. What? Who's the boss? Who's the boss? Tony Danza. Isn't that who's yeah. Tony Danza was in that? Absolutely. Hey. What 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 thirteen year old boy didn't like Alessa Milano back then? Yeah. Well <laughs> you know. <laughs> I said back then. <laughs> hey, look at oh, you. You're drinking out of a pineapple, kid. Lapu. Yeah, you know, all my friends go to Disney and apparently I'm the only one that can't go, so I gotta bring the Lapu Lapu here. So, you know, this is what I do. Well, if it's That's- any consolation. The last time I went, I only had the one beer with you, Justin. That was all I drank the whole time I was down there. That was it? Yeah. That was it, I made up for it. (laughs) Yes. You you were feeling no pain that night. I made up for it. Hey, let's jump on Jason's shoulders. It's hard whenever you're whenever you hang out with you know people at Dave and Buster's and um, you left Hollywood Studios all day. You're like you know that's a that's a that's a boozing day. You and and I'll say it, that so. Rick is uh, Rick's probably not a, um, a, a a positive influence on slowing that down a little bit. He likes to have actually he was pretty laid back. Was I think he? I was the negative influence that night. So well you know but he has been working in the heat though. So I'll give him I'll give yeah. him that. So hey guys, uh, I want to get this going though if you don't mind. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, it's uh, I, I have to ask you all a couple just real fast yeah. before we get in there. You had the greatest steak that I've seen in a long time. Oh, it's before we it's, jump it's, in. It was beautiful, you know. And and um, look, uh, not this episode, but the next episode because I snuck down to Disney myself, and we'll uh, and I, and I'll ch- I want to chat a little bit about that, but I don't want to do it on this one because um, it's hard to follow up an amazing show that you put out there with the live audio. Um, but um, look, Texas Roadhouse every time a perfect steak. I mean, look, it was a $25 plate. Yeah. It's a 20-ounce bone-in ribeye. Mm -hmm. It's cooked perfect. It's beautiful. Service is great. Everything is wonderful about it. Look, I'll always, always tip my hat to. And on top of that, for the first time ever, last Veterans Day, Rach talked me into it. She's like, come on, let's just go get a free, go get your free meal. She did it, you know? Yeah, yeah, And they, dude, they gave us, like, it was like, 
a great, it's like a seven ounce sirloin and all the fixings. I mean, it was, they treated all, you know, and here's why I like really going about it. It's not for the free meal because like I said, last year was my very first time doing it. Right, right. Um, but wow, what, what an honor for me to be amongst legends Mm-hmm. You know, Vietnam, Korean, you know, one or two of the World War II vets that are still left there. You know, guys with their ribbons on. Um, uh, you know, it was, uh, geez, one guy was, uh, well, he was part of, you know, the Frozen Chosen. It, uh, look, um, the uh, Battle of Iwo Jima, one guy. Yeah. I met a guy that was at the Battle of Iwo Jima. I mean, what a, what a, what a great, great um Great opportunity. So, anyways, um, well, and that's why I was bringing up because I'm a bit biased because I managed a Texas Roadhouse mm-hmm. for years and years and years. So I'm a bit biased towards that, but I'm really, really biased towards our topic tonight. So uh, before we dig into all the delicious, um, made from scratch sides, hand cut steaks, and uh, homemade rolls, uh, let's move on to the episode, fellas. What do you say? I say that is an incredible idea. Let's go ahead and drop that live intro music as we speak. Round one is over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That we all started by a month. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. To infinity and beyond. Much of around here. Hello and welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. My name is Jason. Those two dream makers right there are Mike and Justin. And guys, have we got a really fun episode tonight. Now, an episode that probably gets a little bit of hate and for, you know what, I, and like Justin said, you're biased towards it, so am I, because these are fighting words through and through, guys. Um, look, Justin, after following up a great episode like you had last week, I don't know if you had an opportunity to make it to Figment this time. I did. I did. Nope. This yep. is a must-do for me. I know uh, Mike, uh, and I'm speaking for you, Mike, but I but I know you well enough. I can go ahead and throw that plug in there. Uh, this is an absolute uh, – Figment is, is his man as well. And um, I did get an opportunity to write it uh, last uh, Monday. And, guys, I really, really just want to kind of talk about and give this guy, Figment, some love. Um, anybody that – I know you two have uh, had the opportunity to ride the ride prior – and uh, I would love for you guys to talk about that a little bit, too, because with changes happening in Epcot, I'd like to do a little speculating, too. And um, and before we do that and before we get into the show, Mike, how you doing, my friend? Doing good. There's a little uh, chaos around the house this week. We had uh, uh, house painting getting done. We had uh, Sarah was recovering from mono. So uh, it's been one of those oh, kind of, you know, just That's what she you know, got nailed with, weeks. huh? That yeah, stinks. that was it. She came back positive with mono, so she's feeling much better now, which is good. And um, you know, as a father of a teenage daughter, it's kind of comforting knowing she's not going to be kissing boys for a while. Um, so that's that's the plus side of it. You know, I feel bad that she was uh, under the weather a little bit, but uh, she's feeling good and she wants to go out and party again like the usual teenager that she is. So, uh, but other than that, we've been doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I had a great week. I um. Man, we're trying to figure out school here, so we don't know if Riley's going to be home for school or if she's going to be going away. And it, I tell you what, it affects it affects our Disney trips a lot because um, 
if she's homeschooled or she's doing, then we can take her with us. Like we'll go down and we will sit by the pool and she can literally do her schooling and then we'll leave and we'll go into the parks. You know what I mean? Uh, if she has to go to school, then she can go to school while Katie and I leave and drive down to the parks. Um, I got to thank uh, my buddy Mike there for uh, for a little surprise this week for a mm. little Disney vacation. So, uh, you know, I, I, I can't complain too much now of the fact that I'll be going every month, September, October, November, and December, uh, getting down there. But I'm really excited next week to talk more about that when we talk about your your trip, Jay, and the, the pros and the cons and everything that's going on. But uh, you mentioned I did not have the opportunity to get over to Epcot. And one of our favorite attractions there is Journey to the Imagination with Figment. Um before we dive into the to the attraction that is, let's take some steps back and talk about the attraction that was. Uh, Mike, I know you have done the attraction previously as a kid. I know you had the Figment um, house slippers and the tank top and uh, the hat and everything. You you rocked this attraction as a kid, right? I did, as a matter of fact. You know, uh, it's funny because I try to really think of what my memories were from when I was a kid when I went with my parents because I went at an early age I, I want to say the first time I ever went I was eight or nine years old uh, and really the only two memories believe it or not that I really have stuck in my head was the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea the submarine ride and mm-hmm. Figment that was those were the two things uh, that I really remember I also remember um, eating at the eating in the contemporary because having the monorail go through the resort was really really cool but those those were my biggest memories and figment was definitely one of them uh my mom was a huge figment fan uh i love figment i had a figment uh, plush character that i brought home with me as my one of my souvenirs from my first trip and um i was so happy that it was still there when i was able to bring my girls because i kind of kind of introducing that as well too and it was kind of cool seeing that how i got it at an early age and they got to see it at an early age and uh sarah you know she thinks he's cute but sammy really loves figment and she's got quite a few figment plush figures and little characters and hats and pins and stuff she's a big figment fan so uh she's kind of taken to it the way i did when i was a kid well the thing about figment too is so the attraction opens on october on the attraction opens on march 5th 1983 and um i'm this is this huge fighting words for disney fans so jay we can go back and forth because you've only experienced the new journey to the imagination with figment but journey to imagination opens in 1983 um it's almost twice as long as the attraction we have now um it i think had many many things that were better than the attraction now and the biggest one of course it takes place it's four minutes when you first enter the uh, the ride and that's Dreamfinder. I mean, Dreamfinder was the man. I mean, he was the man who created Figment. He told the story. It all went through him. Uh, Tony Baxter and Steve Kirk, the Imagineers on this attraction, they really developed this storyline. Um, Tony Baxter told a story one time. He said, it's easy to create an attraction based on Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty or the characters you already know because you already know the story. It's hard to create an attraction whenever you have a limited time, limited space, and you have to bring new characters in, which is what they do. That's why you got a four-minute intro with Dreamfinder introducing Figment. Um, I, I thought it was more visually appealing. I don't know if you've ever watched the video, Jay, uh, Mike, with you doing it. A lot more colors, sound, um, the use of like rainbows and lights, and also I, it was kind of scary, man. Do you remember the Edgar Allan Poe part? With mm-hmm. like the projections on the walls and the raven and figments trying to keep all the scary stories um, in the book, uh, that was for me. I I really liked the old one, but it also might have something to do with just nostalgia and it's something I can't get a hold of anymore. 
Well, look, here, here's the thing. And, and let me just put my two cents in here for what it's worth. Maybe a penny, okay? Um, I, I just I flashed up the Disney Kingdom's Figment magazines, right? I got episodes mm-hmm. one through four, okay? Um, I, I'll i be honest with you. I'm completely open to Nigel getting the boot, okay? Yeah. But I would love to bring the dream. I mean, why can't we not do a, an attraction now based on the Kingdom's comic books from beginning yes. To end, you can tell the story. I mean, look, you, Mickey's Runaway. It, it tells a story. I mean, it, it's all these tell a story. We can uh, we can start that, and we can tell an incredible story with an incredible animatronics. My thing is, Figment stays. That's where the that's where I draw the line in the sand. I'm open to change, but Figment stays. Yeah, definitely. Um, so talking about what you got previously too, mm-hmm. you know, for now. Over a decade, almost 15 years, we have not had a figment meet and greet. Right. You know, before you could meet the Dreamfinder, and the Dreamfinder was holding figment. Now, tell me how cool that is. Like, that's that's what Epcot needs more of. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need... So, I think it's weird to say, and we'll talk about the second rendition and, the, of course, the one we have now. Um, but I don't need everything to be based on movies. And that's the way Epcot's kind of going. Mm-hmm. I don't need that. I I like some intellectual properties, but also, you know what? I like those original ideas. And Figment is the the ultimate original idea put into a theme park. Well, how about, I mean, you talk about having staying power. How about us being Disney, and I use the word Disney elitist again. Us three are Disney elitist. Everybody that listens to this show is a Disney elitist uh, because you love Disney, and, and most of you go down there enough. Whatever happened to just loving something that's Disney and not sharing it? with uh, uh, the rest of the world in the movie theater. I mean, wh- why can't we like sit down and talk about, oh man, that figment, and then have this guy over here go, who is figment? And what are you right. guys talking about? There's nothing wrong with that. Well, isn't that what being a part of a club's all sure, about? Sure, exclusivity. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That I mean, that's, say that's what, that was just going <laughs> to let it flow. I was going to let that one ride. Wasn't going to mention it. Um Mike, you've, you re- you wrote this uh, back in the original rendition of Journey to Imagination. Um, what do you remember from it? Do you remember odds, ends, little pieces here and there? I just remember that it had like that circus-type atmosphere. Yeah. There was a lot of different kinds of scenes and scenarios that, if you were a little kid, you could relate to it. Because a lot of times as a kid, you daydream, I want to do this when I get older. I want to you know, maybe grow into this or do that. So I think it has a lot of those little scenes and scenarios that a kid might fantasize about being when they get older or just kind of putting themselves in those situations. Uh, but I, I basically remember it having that... Lights, colors, kind of a psychedelic and a carnival-type atmosphere. Well, and just the fact that they were able to... I mean, when you talk about an 11-a-minute attraction, they're really able to dive into a story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the newest rendition kind of misses a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, but with 11 minutes and it being an omnimover type of vehicle to where you can stop, you know, the, the vehicle itself can turn and position your eyes to where it needs to be, I I just really think that... They almost took all the great ideas they had. I mean, when you talk about this, tra- this attraction was there for 15 years. I mean, over 15 years, uh, you know. And then they just took everything they had and they balled it up in a little ball and threw it out the window. And they were just like, eh, we're good. We don't need Dreamfinder. We don't need Figment. And it just, I think, di- sometimes, Jay, you always put this perfectly. Sometimes, one, you're never too big to fail. And two, sometimes it takes even like a massive corporation admitting their fault. Mm-hmm. 
you know and and that's what disney had to do with the original rendition of journey to imagination because they did man they they had this perfect where it was great for adults it was great for kids um they had the meet and greets it made sense where it was i mean everything about this attraction to begin with was fantastic it was really really good going back to the meet and greets though uh I mean, you know, like you, you have, if you have, let's say you have uh, an animatronic figment, which is, um, could be the latex, the new, I'm talking the latest and greatest, right? An absolute, just beautiful animatronic that they incorporated the same stuff that they use for like uh, Turtle Talk or right. uh, a laugh, you know, laughing, uh, whatever it was. The Laugh Theater. Yes, yeah. where there's actually somebody controlling, is, is part of that character to be able to interact, these people, to kids have kids interact with this, this, with figment? I mean, well, forget about the kids. Me, yeah, exactly. <laughs> drinking I was, hands, I was, I was, gonna I was go talk to up like, man. I mean, how that is really something that is that could be absolutely incredible. Well, isn't figuring it the perfect re- representation of childhood? Hundred percent, it is. Absolutely. I mean, it's weird that my like Riley and your boys and um, your girls, Mike, mm-hmm. when they first saw figment they're like i love this purple dinosaur you know what i mean it's not barney we're talking about it's the original the great figment um disney so jay a little before your disney time though disney decides you know what we want to introduce the movies to the parks and they bring they close the attraction in 1998 and uh, it closes for almost a full year um it closed for 51 weeks um for a renovation and they bring out the journey into your imagination. Mm-hmm. And this is where you first get introduced to Dr. Nigel Channing. Um, and you also get introduced to some of the uh, the movie overlays, I would say. You know, uh, it was one of those things for me where Dr. Nigel Channing didn't make sense then, you know, um, to replace the Dreamfinder Because the Disney community gets up in arms. Uh, Mike, you and I were talking about this a little bit. Because they get rid of Dreamfinder, but they also get rid of Figment. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, Journey into Your Imagination has no Figment, has no Dreamfinder. You would see Figment in cameos, like at the during the Q video, and you would see him at the very, very end in the little cameo. But that was it. You got no Figment and no Dreamfinder. So just imagine this attraction you've loved forever, Jason. And now they take out the two things you love the most in Disney, and not only that, they shorten it <laughs> by four and a half minutes, and they say, "Hey." Here you go. Mm-hmm. Enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Be excited. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. right. It, uh, it, I, it really did make a lot of Disney fans uh, mad. So is that- It just goes to show you that the Disney company does listen because the fans were up in arms about that. They really voiced their opinion. And uh, thankfully, we got Figment back. Yeah. So that attraction, um, they, tried to, they tried to make it more personal with the actual guest riding through you would go through an imagination scanner at the beginning and it said you had no imagination and then dr nigel channing would take you on a journey to find your imagination and at the end it said you were overflowing with great ideas and your imagination was overflowing and there was like a big (laughs) unless so that kid so the one kid that rides it who has no imagination the ride breaks down halfway through (laughs) and now he's got a complex the rest of his life he has to walk off the thing, and he's just going, nothing. I can't I imagine nothing. anything. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> it's like, son, just imagine what we're going to do tomorrow. I can't, Mom. <laughs> I can't. Okay. All right? All Dr. Right. Nigel Channing didn't help me. Um, so, yeah, this one, like you said, Mike, the Disney company goes, hey, we we're, we're, we know we messed up, man. We messed up. Like, I, 
I'm trying to think. This would be like if you went into uh, Peter Pan and took out Peter Pan and Captain Hook. And you're like, yeah. go watch Wendy and the kids fly around. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you're like, well, it doesn't really make sense <laughs> little, anymore. Little Mermaid you know I mean? would just fish through the whole ride. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Fish that are, that are wearing dresses and, and uh, playing, you know, look, trumpets and all that. Look, at, like, the, look at the huh? fish on a drill. Look at round and round we go. Look at this ride. Right. Isn't it weird? <laughs> um, but yeah, man, they were up in arms and the Disney company listens and uh, we move on. And they close down that attraction. It only lasts two years. And they close down that attraction, and they take a full, almost a full year, and they reopen it to what we have now, Journey to the Imagination with Figment, uh, open on June 22nd, 2002. It's our third try at the magic. Um, we get some cameos from the great Robin Williams with Flubber. Um, we get some other stuff where if if you were teenagers like you guys you, at this time, you probably watched these movies. These movies came out in the 1960s. Um, things like The Computer War Tennis Shoes. Uh, stuff like that, and um, they get little cameos with that throughout the attraction. But we've all ridden this, so let's uh, let's start with our ideas as far as how what we love, what we maybe don't love so much about this attraction. Well, I love the fact that they actually have Figment in all of it. I mean, you can't really go through one scene. He's really taking over the ride. Uh, you know, you hear the Doctor a couple of times. He's kind of like, he's supposed to be the, the actual narrator, but we know Figment is the star of the show. And I'm glad that uh, Disney recognized that and really made him a part of taking you through your journey. You know, uh, taking you from scene to scene, talking about sights and sounds and smells and all those different kind of things that they they do to you in the ride, you know, where they uh, give you the sight and the smell and the sound and all kinds of noises. Ooh, this is this is the critical part. I want you to be completely honest here. You know, the uh, there's a couple parts in there where I kind of cringe, like, oh, wow, he's not a real good actor. I'm talking about Nigel, okay? Yes, you know, the I one know. point where he goes up and he tickles him? Yep. I cringe at that. I'm like, <laughs> what was this, a one-and-done take? I mean, did, did we right. not look at that and maybe think, you know, maybe that's a little over-embellished on the uh, the acting. I, I don't There's a There's a couple couple spots where I just I pull back and I'm like, you know, um, I really want to like you, Dr. Nigel, and I don't dislike you. You know what I mean? I don't dislike you. But I would be yeah. okay if, if the next transition, you, you retired, you know? Well, Figment... Figment is there, but Nigel Channing's really telling the story. Mm-hmm. And I, I, like you said, I, he's he's kind of cringeworthy multiple times mm-hmm. during this attraction. Um, starting out, whenever you go through and and you meet Figment for the first time, um, that you know some of the things are still the same, like the train room where it's dark and you hear the train okay. and you you get the fans and you feel like the train's going by you. That was in the second rendition. Um, I had a few other things. I had like uh, crickets chirping, stuff like that. Um, I think you can tell Disney's budget on this mm-hmm. was slim. You know, they said we have the track, uh, we're just going to shorten it and we're just going to put certain things in, you know, they, they were, whenever they redid all this, Disney was in a little bit of a budget crisis. And I think <laughs> journey of the imagination with figment shows it more than anything. Um, but it's amazing what one solid piece, one solid character can do for an attraction. When you talk about figment himself, mm-hmm. I mean, he, you take one little purple dinosaur, and he can literally carry the weight of this entire pavilion on his back. I mean, entire pavilion. It's a must-do. Yeah, yeah. Where was, uh, not to jump, jump ship here, but um, Duffy was, uh, when we talk about Duffy, you know what I mean? When, yeah. I, when I first came in, yeah. Duffy was uh, a pretty popular. Was that mm-hmm. 
was he, was he kind of new to the character, he, and then he kind of came in and just in his faded out so, quickly. So Duffy is the Duffy's bigger than Mickey in the Asian parts. Okay, um, Duffy is a huge, huge, huge there, and they introduced Duffy here. And Duffy, I mean, people like Duffy, but Duffy didn't take off like they expected. I think, and I think they really wanted Duffy to kind of be the face of Epcot for a long time, mm-hmm. um, but it just didn't. It just didn't work. I mean, I still consider Figment to be the face of Epcot. Um, what is your, let me ask you guys this, as you're going through, we talked about one thing that's kind of cringe. Mike, do you have anything that's, that's makes you as you're going through, just go, Ugh. I just wish the, uh, the smell room when you go into there, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, it's the skunk every single time. I'd like one time maybe to get the roses, you know, yeah. I mean, the thing's spinning and you, you, what, I mean, how hard would it be to change the scent? I don't think know? it I mean, would can... be. How about raspberries? You know? Yeah. Do it, just make it random. Right. You know that makes it more fun yeah. for the kids. Because mm-hmm. then when you do get the skunk, you're like, "Oh man, I really did get it." Not, "Oh, I'm going to pretend for the 65th time that I'm like, oh, I can't believe we got the skunk or again.'" Or how about people in the carton in front of you? You get an app and you get to vote what they get to smell. Well, you know they vote every time. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. The, can I tell you though that uh, I don't think Katie's still figured out how the butterfly disappears. I think she's still just she's like, "Whoa!" She's still in awe. <laughs> wow every single time uh so i like her childhood innocence when did, we ride through does she do that. this in the cart trying to she's like where'd it go where'd it go where'd it go uh it was it was there now it's gone um yeah they for me this this attraction needs a little love but i want to talk about a little bit about i think the most important part about this attraction and it's not figment it's not the dream finder it's not nigel channing um it is one little spark uh, it is the one of the I would say top five Disney songs ever made uh, because it's man you talk about the Sherman Brothers they produce some hits. One little spark has been there since the beginning. I mean, you can wrap this entire attraction into that song. It plays a key role. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not going to disagree with you there. It is. It's perfect. Yeah, I mean, uh, it is perfect. Hey, listen, I want to go back to what you said about for kids and imagination, right? And how Figment is a perfect representation of children, you know what I mean, with, with yeah. their imagination. Um, I do like the fact that he is also uh, enough of a, and I want to say role model, I say role model loosely, that he's saying, you know what, we can be a little bit chaotic as mm-hmm. long as we're controlled and respectful, and we can express mm-hmm. our imagination in a positive way. I love that, that how there's a lot of that underlining stuff that Figment portrays, especially to kids, going, you know what, let's just, let's just let it rip. We're, we're right here in the art studio. Let's just let her rip and see what happens. And I love that, that, that being able to dream and create things. Yeah, well, like I said, I mean, this, you know what else this is? It's the perfect introduction for a Disney attraction to a small child. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, whenever you go through, each part kind of has its own, but um, except for Hollywood Studios, you kind of jump right to the stage shows, but uh, each park has its own, and, and this is one of those. You know, this Nemo, where you could take a small child on this, and immediately the lights, the sounds, the smells, the music mm-hmm. is all going to immediately, and the characters are all going to immediately draw them into that Disney lore and, and using their imagination. I think that's the cool part about this attraction. This attraction works from, from age six months to age, you know, 96. I mean, it really does, and it's a great family attraction. It's something you can take the entire family. You know, you can take grandma, you can take the baby, you can take everybody and sit back and enjoy the ride along with Figment. So, 
I'm not going to put an age limit on it. So if you're 97 listening to the show, send your hate <laughs> mail to Justin. I say you're still good. I'm, that's just me. Uh, can we talk a little bit about the end of this, though? Um, the The creepy moon has got to go. It has got yeah, to go. It's a little weird. It is weird. It is weird. And I'm and I'm and I'm fine with it going too. But is it? But do you think Disney leaves it and did it because it is a talking point, and people all say the same thing? I mean, is Dude, it so cringeworthy? It, is it is it bad enough to just rip it down, or is it like, geez, there it is again? Um, does it? Will it stop anybody from going on the ride though? No, not at all. So, no. so what are you going to put there instead? It just makes me picture the like the the mini uh, mini series version of it where the what's his face is in the insane asylum mm-hmm. and he sees uh, pennywise's face in the in the in the moon yeah it's the same thing <laughs> man it's just terrifying you know what i mean it's like ah yeah they could have channing doing out there get underneath it from an umbrella or something instead just, maybe would have been cool yeah <laughs> just horrendous <laughs> but i do like my one of my favorite things to do is drive this attraction when you get to the end you come in and it's got the old school like 1971 computers mm-hmm. and you walk in you know and it's just got the little screens and from you can tell the people who have never ridden it because whenever the, you get that blast of air and you get all the figments imagination and uh you hear the people go because they they're actually scared by that blast of air sure. real quick whenever <laughs> the thing drops down so i do really love the ending scene of this attraction Okay. Really love it. All right. Well, it, it's uh, it's the icing on the cake, right? I mean, it yeah. kind of gives you that feel good, that feel good. You know what? Maybe Disney doesn't want you to feel too good, so they throw the moon up there. They're like, let's bring it down a notch, so you're not too happy. You're real don't happy. Leave, don't leave on a high, right? Yeah. You're real happy, and then they knock you right back yeah. down. Because you no, got no, the no, rest no, of the no, park. No, no. We got the rest. You still got to go out and buy a five dollar yeah, coke. Right. No, 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 so no. That's we don't my, want to do that. I think it is it. I want to go back to the music for just a second, though, before we before we move on. We would have so take the music out, okay. You would have to say this attraction for take nostalgia out of it would be a eh attraction if you were to ride it and didn't have any nostalgia to Figment and with your family, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, agreed, agreed. Now my question to you all is this: Can a song make a bad attraction good? Absolutely, I think so. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Well. You could make the argument with uh, Small World. I, I don't even want to say it. No, no. Well, Small World definitely. Yeah, I mean that because that that ma- that definitely makes that. What about Carousel of Progress? Yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa! <laughs> that is a great attraction all the way around. End of story. I'm not even going to entertain the fact that that song makes that attraction. It's part of it. That is one big beautiful cake. That is that is just beautiful all the way around. No hating on my carousel tonight. I, I, no, I, I'm not going to hate on it, but could you imagine that ride without it? Oh well, no. I mean, no. But what about a different song? What if there's a different song in there? Well, I, yeah, I'm in a different song. Yeah, I guess. I mean, okay. I, and then can losing a song make an attraction not as appealing that you love? Well, let's just use the one we're talking about tonight, Figment. Well, let's take yeah. the song away. What? How about how about Splash? Whenever we lose Zippity Doodah, listen, music yeah. is an intricate part of any any part of entertainment. I mean, it goes hand in hand. It actually, you know, that is the that is the spirit of the attraction, pure and simple. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, that the music allows it opens up that gateway for you to feel the attraction. Have Have you ever watched like um, 
the clips on YouTube of scary or action movies without the music. <laughs> no. It's horrendous. Oh, they're horrendous. You're just, you don't get scared at all. You're like, oh, it's just somebody oh, walking through the no. woods and some dude with a chainsaw. Look at she just her. He's probably going to log this woods and, you know, <laughs> yeah. she probably needs to get out of there because they're getting ready to log, you know. Um, it's uh, it, Music plays such a key role in this with, with this song for me is just one of the greatest Disney songs out there because you find yourself humming it. Absolutely. And moving. For and moving. two to three days. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're just, you know, I'll hear Riley going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. mm-hmm. and it's just, it's, it's absolutely uh, perfect. But the one thing we definitely have got to talk about really quick uh, is we got some awesome news. You know, we had planned this episode and then all of a sudden, two days ago, we get this awesome news that Tony Baxter said, Hey, yeah, I'll come back mm-hmm. and I'll remake journey into the imagination with figment. Mm-hmm. So you get to pick one thing. You have Tony's ear. You and Tony are sitting down to your morning coffee, Jay. Yep. You get one request to put in this attraction. What is it? Oh, just to put into it? Mm-hmm. Opening scene, Birth of Figment. Yeah? Yeah. Because if you, if you have a if you have the 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 spark of life and and you see that that growth right there, there's an automatic automatic emotional attract attraction attraction uh, attachment to to that whether you like to or not i think that there would be such a subconscious attraction because you were there at at that at figment's beginning you know what i mean so you got you got that in the original that's that's what the four minute scene was was the dream finder creating figment well i don't want uh, four minutes of that though i just want yeah, isn't just, that a long opening <laughs> yeah, scene that's, it's that's like look, holy moly look, yeah. it's look I've, I've had kids it doesn't last for hours like they do on the movies all right stop um uh mike you got one one thing you definitely want to see in there what is it well we know figment's been around since the 80s and there is no miss figment i guess so maybe miss figment and mr figment should have some figment babies and this way they can kind of carry the tradition on i mean i'm sure that'd be a little cute having some of the small little uh figment that'd be great marketable like a baby you know? yoda like a baby yoda baby yeah, figment look how, look how oh big so good. as soon as you did. said that i went to dreamworks where where shrek were uh, the donkey and the dragon you know yeah, yeah. that's exactly where i went as soon as you said that uh I don't know. Yeah, a Mr. and Mrs. Figment with uh, you know, little baby figments. I little I want to see the return continues. of I want to see the return of Dreamfinder. Uh, I think that both for newer Disney fans and for nostalgic fans of the past, I think Dreamfinder is a perfect fit in Epcot. Um, I think that Figment's role in the park is so big now that I think Disney's kind of painted themselves in like in a, in a tough spot. Because they're like, wow, we have this amazing pavilion. Um, it's beautiful that we could pretty much put anything. Like, think of all the IPs they're just like drooling over to put over mm-hmm. there. Uh, but then you turn around and they're like, but if we get rid of Figment, like people are going to revolt. Like yeah. people are going to lose their minds. Um, and also the re- the way that happened was Disney went back 10, 12 years ago when Disney was slow in the months of January, February, March. And Disney said, oh, you know what? Let's create all these festivals and runs and all this other stuff to fill these times. Well, we need a face of the festival. Ah, just grab Figment. He's right over there. He's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Grab Figment. Make him the face of the festival. Now he's everywhere. I mean, he's the face of Epcot. So I just don't see this attraction going anywhere anytime soon. And that's why I think you get Tony Baxter saying, all right, I'll come back and give it a revamp. Um, it's kind of weird in the timing. I don't think it's going to be time soon because There's no I kind of hope it's – Yeah, I hope it's not anytime soon. I hope that we don't get – 
I mean, Figment's kind of been like that bad luck bears type of thing where, man, every time he gets a remodel, Disney's short on money. Right. Right. <laughs> it's like, wait till he got a little cash in the pocket. You know what I mean? Right. Like, hey, Bob, hang out. They have the Just track. Wait. They have the attraction. They could make they this have all thing the track. incredible. They could make this yeah. really incredible. Um, You know, but don't shut it down the same time you're shutting Spaceship Earth down and all this other stuff. Because, I mean, you know, I got to have some... You know, I gotta have some left. You know, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Do you? Don't you think they'd redo Nemo before they would redo Figment, though? No, no. I think Nemo's pretty solid because you have a living aquarium as the background. Yeah, is the backdrop. I mean, we talk about. It. I mean, your your attraction is different every single time you go through it. Because you might go through and see, you know, lots of fish. You might go through and see nothing. Right. You know, it's it's all up to what happens in the tank behind. Um. No, I think they would do this one. Before we jump into Picks of the Week, though, guys, uh, I, I do want to talk a little bit just about the Imagination Pavilion. Do you find your Do you find yourself spending time in this pavilion after you get off the attraction? Um, <laughs> we have. I mean, we have. Of course, not now. Everything is shut down. Um, but we have. I mean, Mike, I'm sure when your kids were younger, you probably went through and and my, you know my kids love doing the uh, what is it the squares where they jump on the different squares yeah. and make sounds. You know, that's where the kids can all kind of get together. Um, you know, I mean, they, they, they got some fun stuff there. Um, dated fun stuff, but the kids like it. The kids enjoy it, you know. My kids did it when we were little. Uh, but I think when when we did it when we were little, I was kind of in that let's rush and go to the next yeah, attraction kind of I'm thing. Guilty. I think that was probably part of the Part of, part of the problem because uh, that early age we were really new and exploring the parks. Uh, now, if the kids would enjoy it, I would spend more time there because we're not in such a rush to get from one attraction to another. And uh, you know, when, when you're when you're down there, only doing one or two trips, you really don't want to spend time doing kind of an outdated sort of activity. You know, uh, same thing when we go to Spaceship Earth. There are so many things you can do there. Uh, we don't really do that either. Uh, even now that we have time, we don't uh, we don't partake in that kind of stuff. But um, I do like the gift shop, and you, you can't really leave there without getting something figment. Yeah, we so <laughs> it's one of those things. I don't know if you guys have done this, where you go, all right, you can play. Dad's going to walk very slowly towards the exit doors. By the time I get over here, you better be by my side. You know, so she's like jumping on the squares and doing the hands mm-hmm. to like you know do the music mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, they have the most outdated keyboards I've ever seen when you mm-hmm. create your own figment mm-hmm. and you're trying to trying to type on this. Oh, they're just, you know. Uh, and then you go over to the one thing I just can't comprehend with all of my might why it's there and why people maybe still do it is where you have your face imposed, superimposed on to like an action figure and have your picture. It's like, dude, it's 2020. We can all do Photoshop. What's, you know what I mean? It's super simple. And, Why are you paying 30 bucks for this? Paying a cast it's like 30 bucks. There to do it. And, well, we ended up yeah. dropping like 200. We did the two boys with our first trip. Yeah. It was, it, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, anyways. I, I, I got yeah. a guy. Cool, uh, cool yeah. Scott Zobel. He's good at that. Yeah, he's, he's great at it. <laughs> um, we, and I do love the gift shop, but we have to talk. We're all three DVC members. One of the greatest additions to this pavilion is the DVC lounge upstairs. Um, for those of you who have not been up there, it's beautiful. There is, you know, everything you kind of need for just refreshing break. Um, this draws me not only to figment, but also to that pavilion for that. Cause we, we do take advantage of that almost every time we're there. Well, they have a new meet and greet down there as well. And they've got, um, they got yep. that huge cityscape that I've taken pictures mm-hmm. with the kids, you know, in front of it, uh, which is really mm-hmm. neat. I mean, if you get that angle of the, uh, the camera just perfect, it looks like they're overlooking this, this, that futuristic city. Who is that meet and greet down there? 
Is that uh, it Wreck-It? was uh, Wreck It Ralph yeah. and Penelope? Yeah. Okay. So um, I mean, and and I mean that's that's a kind of a cool thing to end uh, Figment with. Um, but the DVC Lounge, <laughs> that's a score, man. That's a score. It's great. It's great. It absolutely is great. Coffee, chips, soda. Come on. Video games. I've, I found myself playing the video games up there. Right. Riley's standing next to me. I'm just mm-hmm. rocking out some some video games yeah. up there for about 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, do you all take advantage of that lounge? Oh, absolutely. Especially, it's a great place if you're having one of those rainy days and you need to kind of yeah. duck in for a little while. Just kind of, you know, take a little respite, relax a little bit, have a little, you know, Coca-Cola and just kind of chill out. Uh, we've used it before. We definitely like to use the lounge when we're available. Uh, we kind of plan out our day knowing that, you know, you get those mid uh, you know those mid uh, rainstorms in Florida, so we'll try and head over that way, and that's where we try and get our rain break. Especially if we see the clouds are kind of forming, we'll kind of hang out in the DVC lounge for a little while. Yeah, well, uh, as Mike gets ready to take us as pick of the week, I'm gonna give you all three options real quick. I want just your your answer. Uh, Journey to the imagination with Figment. Your three options are: keep it as is, reimagine it, get rid of it. Let's get something brand new. Mike, what are you doing? Oh, I'm reimagining it, but as long as Figment stays, same. Smart man, yep. smart answer. I'll take it. Same way. Yep. Reimagine it. Keep Figment. Add Dreamfinder. Keep the song. Don't don't get rid of that. It's the most important part. Mm-hmm. And uh, for us, man, Journey to the Imagination with Figment is a must do every every single time we go. And maybe they could add a uh, an on ride photo like they used to have. They got rid of so many years ago. That would be incredible, would it not? You know, an on-ride photo would be amazing because then we'd be able to put it in our Facebook group because we have an amazing Disney Dads Facebook page and people put loads of photos on there. And that brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. It's time for us to get our Picks of the Week. All right, Disney Dads family. Like I said, our favorite thing every week, Picks of the Week. Jay, what do you got for me? Who's your pick of the week? This was an absolute easy one for me this week, and I'm going to go with John Adams. Um, the reason I'm saying this is because i got to give the little one some love. Uh, she ended up, uh, she's over there um, at Disney World, and um, and then towards, uh, you know, I mean, it, a little bit later, she ended up in the emergency room, and uh, uh, um, she had an emergency shunt revision, I guess, is what, what the technical term was. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say hello, and uh, Mr. Adams, give her some love from the Disney dads. It is, uh, it was, you know, look, I'll tell you what, she's rocking the picture. You guys are both, ro- all all of you are rocking the picture, and uh, and I know she's in the um, uh, in, in the, uh, the hospital there, uh, but she's still got a smile. She's still got that Disney glow going on. So um, we just want to say get well soon, and we hope you feel better. Absolutely. Justin, what do you got for me, buddy? Uh, well, that was actually mine. I am going to go with Ben Keller this week. Um, they put up a picture, and they said, uh, Melody's finally getting old enough to pay attention to uh, almost a whole movie, and they had The Lion King. We all remember those days, Ben, of our little ones sitting on our laps, watching their first uh, kind of Disney movies, Disney cartoons, and when they would finally grasp that attention and just sit through the whole time. It really those, – those times – are so precious and they fly by before you know it they're uh you know screaming at you to to get them popcorn and do all that kind of stuff so uh cherish it man enjoy every single second i hope you guys are staying safe and uh, thank you so much for posting very cool mike my pick of the week is going to go to drew 
Mockmeyer. And Drew has a picture of his daughter with a press penny collection. Justin, I know you guys love doing mm, the press pennies. Yeah. She's got her favorites, the Haunted Mansion, and she's looking for the Mine Train penny. So uh, very cool picture, beautiful smile. And uh, Drew, you have my pick of the week. Now, hang on. Before you guys move on, I don't do addendums very often, but I got to throw this one in there. So Delinda Bohr threw a picture of her special. Ad- and I'm not, it's not the picture of this that I'm, I want to bring attention to, even though it is a nice picture. Uh, she's got a special addendum Barbie, right? What is it? The 25th anniversary? 25th, yeah. yeah. But I want to bring everybody's attention to the first comment underneath it. Deborah Souter. I have one of these too. Wink, <laughs> wink. Still in the box. Now, being an only child, Justin, was that your Barbie? She thinks she has it. I still have my Barbie. What is she talking about? <laughs> I was thinking the same she's thing. Losing, she's losing her mind. <laughs> she's still got it, right? That, that woman's losing her mind, let me tell you. Right. I, need to call. I need to call and check on her. I haven't talked to her in a t- two days or so. She must be... Must be, must be, uh, need a, need a quarantine's, shot, huh? take, quarantine's taking its toll on old Ma. Um, yeah, no, man, that's my Barbie. What are you talking about? Okay. Oh, please. I, I do have an honorable mention. Uh, Shannon McPherson was just down in Disney, yeah. and he was down there with his daughter, Hannah. It was Hannah's birthday. So, from all of us in the Disney Dads podcast family, we want to wish Hannah a very happy birthday. We're so glad you were able to spend your Disney. Uh, your your birthday down in Disney, and I heard oh, I heard goodness, on a grapevine yeah. that they because she loves um, Everest. I heard on a grapevine that she wrote it sixteen times on her birthday there. That's awesome, man! Yeah. I wanted to meet up with them so bad. We were trying, we were texting back and forth mm-hmm. trying to figure out if we can meet up. But the park reservation system makes it really <laughs> it, hard. It does. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're at Epcot. We're at Magic Kingdom. See ya. <laughs> there's something yeah, like, well, try. We're done. Yeah. yeah. There's no point in even trying. No. Then you're like, okay, well that's, and everything closes so early mm-hmm. now. It's not like, Hey, we'll meet you at Springs at 10 o'clock. Oh, all Springs is closed. Okay. Yeah. Well, know, never mind. It's, it's something else, man. So. I'm, I'm telling you, it's definitely a different experience. So I definitely want to get into that next week though. If, if uh, we'll, we'll kind of dive really deep into that, if you don't mind. Well, uh, I got to thank everybody so much for, for coming along the journey. Journey uh, to the imagination with Figment, our main man Figment. Um, Mike, you have something that you, man, we we found out about this a few months ago, and we want to make sure everyone knows about it because this is something very very cool that one of our Disney families is doing. Yeah, you know, I was talking with uh, Nate Smith. Uh, a lot of you guys have seen him post in our Facebook group, and his mom Irene. Wonderful, fun, wonderful family. The Smith family is great. We love them. I, I'm so upset we didn't get to make it out to Disneyland this year. They were definitely one of the families I was so looking forward to seeing and meeting. Uh, they always bring so much positivity to our group and our page, and they're just an awesome, awesome family. Now, uh, originally, uh, last year on our Facebook page, Irene was showing us. She gave us a grand video tour of her house, and she has... I can't even tell you how many indoor lit up Christmas trees she has with all different kinds of themes and whatnot. And the Smith family came to us and said, listen, we would love to add another Christmas tree to our multiple trees that we have in this house. And we would love, we love what you guys do. And we'd love to have a Disney dads podcast tree. So originally they had said, let's have the Disney dads podcast uh, family send in some ornaments, but you know, with COVID going on and things like that, they decided, you know what, let's do something a little bit different. And you know what, this makes it so much easier. Well, Nate asked if we could please email him uh, a picture, one of your pictures from a Disney vacation, your favorite family picture, 
Send him your picture. I'm going to give you the email address. And he's going to make a Christmas tree with all of the Disney Dads podcast family pictures all over the tree. They're going to light it up. Uh, side note, Nate is trying to get his mom into the Guinness Book of World Records for the most amount of indoor light-up Christmas trees. So, you know, you could be part of the Guinness Book of World Record if, you're, uh, if your family picture is on there, which would be kind of cool. You know, having a Disney Dads tree amongst the uh, all the other trees they have there. Um, so please, Disney Dads family, if you would love to take part of this amazing thing that the Smith family is doing with us, we need you to email Nate Smith. And it's natesmith at live.com. And then in the subject line, put the Disney the DDP Christmas tree. Also, in the subject line, you want to put what kind of font you want included with your picture. So if you're going to put the Odegaard family, whether you want it in Disneyland font or Disney World font, just specify it. They're going to put a nice little border around the picture. And all of our Disney Dad pictures will be all over the tree. So I'll say that address again. It's Nate Smith at live.com. Send him your Disney Dad Christmas photos. Dude, they have over a hundred Christmas trees, I think. Mm-hmm. Is, if I remember right from last year. Over a hundred. Yeah. yeah. I'm complaining when I take down our one in June. <laughs> People think I'm kidding. <laughs> I am I, I've been so, your house in June. I know he's not kidding. That is so cool, man, that they uh that they do that. I I, I love them. That, that's just such a great family. Such a really, really cool family. Yeah, and but what an easy thing to do. I mean, all you gotta right. do is send an email. That's you know, what just I mean. email a picture and you're gonna be part of the Disney Dad, you know, podcast tree. I mean, how many other podcasts have a Christmas tree? So right. hey, listen. It's 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 a great opportunity. Absolutely, Mike. The, thank you for sharing that. And um, and going back to your Christmas tree, Justin, um, I can really like rag on you for having it in June. But when people walk into your house in June, they go, "Oh, a Christmas tree," they because smile. Christmas is over with, yeah. and then they're past the grumpy part, and then yeah. they're starting to ramp up for the Christmas season again, and then they're like, "Hey, Christmas in July is a thing, man." Well, it's it's genius because we take down our Christmas decorations outside. On like December twenty sixth, that way no one knows we're crazy. Yeah, it's just for people who are invited into our home figure out that hey, these people are losing it. Nah, it's all right. After a couple drinks, um, it, there's no pain, and I've and been those there. flow easy here at the house. So. <laughs> yes, uh, they do. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, uh, Disney Ads family, if you haven't done it yet, we've talked about picks of the week. We've talked about these amazing Disney Ads family. If you have not gone and joined our Facebook group, it is Disney Dads Podcast Family over on Facebook. Uh, just so, so amazing. The conversations, the topics, the pictures, the stories that come through that page. Um, that's how we get them to know and love uh, all of our Disney family. Um, also, you can uh, definitely email us. It's DisneyDadsPodcast at gmail.com. Also, give the give the show a call. 317-WDW-DADS. 317-939-3237. Leave a voicemail, and we will uh, put that right at the end of one of our episodes, and you can hear your voice on the episode, the kid's voice on the episode, and that's something that will last forever. We are very, very excited for that. Um, and I got to tell you this. The last thing is, look, we have an amazing patron uh, um, family. We do extra shows. Jay does his coffee talk, uh, live events. We do have guests on there. If you want to not only help the Disney Nuts family, if you like what we're doing, you can uh, become a click the link right below this show, and you can become part of the Disney Nuts patron family, gain access to that Facebook group and all those special things. Get access to the extra part of the show. Um, so we'd love for you to do that. And last but not least, if you like the show, 
make sure to head over to iTunes, slap us five stars, maybe leave a nice review. It helps us grow the show, grow our Disney family, and most of all, it is just a warm hug to us and says you enjoy what we're doing. So thank you so much for that. Uh, guys, I've had a blast tonight. I love talking figment. I cannot get enough of it. I could go on forever. I absolutely love talking figment. I love talking with you too because there was this uh, the nostalgic factor. You know, um, I would have loved, man, look, the Dream Maker, as soon as we decided to talk about this show, the Dream Maker is a must. He has to be there on the next one. Hey, before I jump ship and we get on here, is it okay? Because uh, we did have a call. And yeah. it tied into our last show. So if you don't mind, Justin, would you go ahead and, and make sure you drop that here before we go into uh, the Patreon side? Yeah, I will um, take care yeah, of it. Yeah, because it's from our good friend Tim Jackson. God, man, what a what a great guy. And he's right there with us, too. And uh, he's just – he's. He's, uh, he's, we've been having a lot of fun with him too. Um, but anyways, um, if you don't mind, I would just want to say some closing things here before we go into the Patreon. Okay. Um, I, I do want to say I, I, I had a great trip while I was down there. Um, uh, you know, all things considering, um, I, I got to see Justin. Uh, we had some great, great, you know, we had a great <laughs> night. It was great. It was such a quick night though. I mean, it one was. o'clock in the morning showed up just like that. It was just, it was just like that. And, um, uh, laughs all the way around, and that's just how it is when we go there. Mike, um, you know, obviously we didn't get a chance to see you. We just tried to keep you in the loop. And, uh, man, I look forward to when all three of us can – you know, that's that's what my point is. I really look forward to when all three of us can get together again and just and just hang out and uh, and be us and have fun and not have, the ha- not have uh, you know, the father time right on our back tapping us on the shoulder every two minutes. Um, but I want to say thank you for everybody out there for allowing us to uh, share this stuff with you on the, on the Facebook group and on the podcast. You know, I try to get some pictures on the Facebook group not to – not for only one reason, and, and that's and the same with Justin and Mike as well, is uh, just to give you guys that piece of Disney that you're not able to have at that time. And, and here's the thing. I expect you to return the favor, though. When you get down there, I want to see your pictures as well. You know, and that's that's kind of like that little handshake and hug that we like to give. So with that, long-winded, guys, I'm sorry. Everybody, make sure you give somebody a smile. Smile with your eyes. I did on every one of my pictures. All right, guys. Time to close up the show, head over to the Patreon part. Uh, I don't know, who are we going to make fun of today? We're usually picking on somebody or whatever, but I want to hear about your guys' trip a little bit more of in detail, and uh, let's head over to the Patreon part. Definitely. I'm super excited to head over there. I want to talk. I'm going to ask you guys this question when we get over there. What will Disney look like next year for the 50th anniversary? So, Disney Dads family, thank you so, so much. Patreon family, hold on, stick around. See you real soon. Have a good night, guys. Good night, guys. Good night. Hi everyone, it's Tim Jackson. Uh, last June, during our one night stay at Pop Century, uh, we had a minor incident with my son, Danny. Uh, by the time I got to the room after carrying all the bags, the diaper bags, the air mattresses needed for a one night stay for two adults, a five year old and two two year olds, I needed to change the twins, who are still two years old at this point. And when I'm working on getting my daughter cleaned up and changed, my son discovered what a touchtone phone was. And out of the corner of my eye, I see him mashing buttons, just having a great time. By the time I can safely put my daughter on the floor and grab the receiver from my son to hang it up, I hadn't realized that he had placed a call with somebody. I get to the other side of the bed, and no sooner had I done that, but the phone rings, and it's the Broward County Fire Department, who is dispatching an emergency service vehicle to our location based on the distress 911 call they received from this number. So after a very quick explanation of what went on, I tried to disconnect the phone and found out that it's hardwired into the wall. We spent the next two hours keeping our son away from that side of the bed and keeping an eye out for health and welfare checks and visits from the fire department. 
Well, hope everyone had a good day. You know, enjoy the episode and you know, have a great week. Thanks. Bye. From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the world... And that's a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.